In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What a day. What a long day. What a grind today was. My goodness. Yeah, I'm like dead on my feet Frig. today, to be Frig. And a good sign. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And a good side. Um, isn't that tomorrow? Yes. I guess it is. Yeah. On the good side. Um, but I'm getting in the spirit. Good. Um, it was a nice, uh, nice 300 cc's of disciplene dished out at Five Dragons today, Alice. Oh, good. This is the sound of. Of uh, eight-year-olds doing um, doing uh, push-ups. I love them. Um, and they also, they're doing cool stuff now. They're doing like the rolls and tumbles and stuff. That's mm-hmm. like kind of Hollywoody. It's cool. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, um, so breaking news, Alice, Alexander Mayorkas has been, uh, impeached. Uh, what, historic. What, historic. Yeah, that's right. Historic. I mean, it's obviously a very partisan impeachment. Just like all the other ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. But this is it. Shame somebody else. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. I mean, I'm a fan of impeaching everybody. I mean, as far as it goes, it doesn't really do anything. No. But also, they're not going to really do anything. So who cares? They might as well sit around impeaching people. Right. <clears throat> uh, the evening roll call proved tight. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Biden said in a statement released after the vote, history will not look kindly on House Republicans for their blatant act of unconstitutional partisanship that has targeted an honorable public servant. It's not unconstitutional to impeach people, I don't think. Right. I'm uh, not sure. I could be wrong, but... 
Right. Um, but yeah, Biden deserves, and I mean, really, Mayorkas deserves, but Biden deserves also to be impeached over the border because the border is a does. disgrace oh, yeah. and they have the power to do something about it, as we know, because it wasn't like this under Trump. And they came in and he issued a bunch of executive orders to loosen up security at the border. And now it looks like this. And then he says he can't do anything about it. Well, you could undo the stuff you did when you came into office. You could start with that. Well, absolutely. He let this happen willfully. He's a scared of his radical base and... So and he's ruined the country a, a lot, and I'm sorry. People are trying. He's to... ruined the country a lot. He's ruined the world a lot. Yeah, because a ruined America means a ruined world. Because America needs to be a global leader. So you know, we have Putin essentially saying he's like going to be at war with the West any time now. And um, and now and now this is so great because now in blue states, people have been forced to feel the impact of illegals coming over mm-hmm. and so in massachusetts this is so perfect in massachusetts these uh white progressives have adopted some haitians and listen to this this is so good this is so good the, these are people i think they're in brookline i'm not even sure where they are but uh, listen and it's really fun having them what i realized is there's so much prejudice against refugees mostly because people don't know them lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef as will donde loves cooking they gusta her own personal chef. <laughs> well, Dante loves cooking. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it? Did they just invent slavery with extra yeah. steps? I love it. I love it. I want the state to um, capsize and fall into the. Is seat. it actually okay to invite foreigners, illegal immigrant foreigners, to live in your house and work for free for you? You get your own quarters. You just have <laughs> to do manual labor throughout the day. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Is that all right? Who knew? Like at the, or at the core of uh, progressivism, like we joke about the mean the slavery party, but yeah. Oh, but they love segregation, and they love this. I mean, can you imagine? There was a black national anthem played at the football game at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, we're all in trouble. Can you imagine? Like, did you hear that? That we're all in no. trouble. Oh, why? What would happen? We didn't watch it. We didn't. People didn't stand up. Oh, the no. black well, national anthem during the Super Bowl. Are you supposed to take an eater in it or something? Or I don't know what you're. Sp- I throw haven't a bottle been briefed of urine at a on cop. the etiquette for the black national yeah. anthem. But like, how poisonous is it that the left pushes this stuff? So you want to make sure that that black Americans feel differently franchised than everybody else? No, you, you, no, no, no. You have one for you because the cut. The other one was not for you because all, historically we've been mean. Right. So here's one that's just for you. So you live a reality. Make sure you don't um, assimilate into, you know, the mm-hmm. society where we all have uh, Canada goose jackets and Range Rovers. Don't assimilate. No, no, no. You just do your thing, and you, there's no judgment here, and mm-hmm. continue to live in marginalized communities that are bleep holes where you have to worry about gunfire all the time. Right. So, and yeah, and they're working on doing this where they're doing... You know, there was, we used to have one Independence Day as a country, and now we all have to celebrate Juneteenth like it's another right. Independence Day. Or, like, we have the Black National Anthem. They have, like, the Juneteenth flag, too, that you can fly also. So it's like they're really pro segregating things, but I think it's very telling. I was reading this week about Lysander Spooner. Are you familiar with him at all? I am not. No, um, what is that? He was a uh, 19th century writer pamphlet writer you know in general you know printer doing stuff like that the, in uh the 
in Massachusetts actually. And um, he's sort of hard to pin down politically. Sometimes people call him sort of like a proto libertarian or proto anarchist or whatever. But one of the things he's really known for is he was a really big abolitionist and he, you know, was hobnobbing around with like John Brown planning uprisings. And gotcha. it, it, I mean, he did, he didn't partake in the uprisings, but he was uh, for John Brown. Right. He, he was that level. But one of the things about it that was really interesting was they were like kind of amongst abolitionists, two big schools of thought about um, slavery. One was that, you know, the Constitution allowed slavery and that was bad and the Constitution was bad and they had to update it to to fix slavery essentially. Yes. And the other, which was Lysander Spooner's point of view, which he convinced Frederick Douglass and some other people to come around to, and that the South thought was like the most threatening legal argument to their point of view altogether, was the idea that the Constitution actually was not compatible with slavery as written. And that whatever the framers thought that they wrote, that it was not that you could make a strong constitutional argument against slavery being legally possible under the constitution. Sure. You know, so, and he eventually convinced Frederick Douglass ab about that. He, you know, wrote a lot about it. And like I say, a lot of um, the South thought that his point of view was like the scariest legal argument for them. And he, his views became very unpopular once Lincoln came in and the Civil War happened because neither the North or the South believed that. It was very important to Lincoln's point of view that slavery be allowed to continue to be legal in the places where it was and that, you know, that he in that he then passed the 13th Amendment in order to make slavery legal. Right. Like gotcha. it took that was Lincoln's perspective and that was the view that won out. And also the South obviously wasn't for the proposition that the constitution by its nature wouldn't work with slavery. Like could, right. you know, could be argued to outlaw slavery on its own. Right. So it was, it, so his views became unpopular on both sides during the civil war, but um, really like an interesting guy. And it's an interesting thought because I think it gets at the heart of some of this 1619 project and mm. stuff that we get at now is like when people are saying like, Oh, the constitution was like founded on slavery and the colonists broke off in order to codify slavery and all this stuff. It's interesting to go back and look at that in like the mid 19th century, people were having this argument and some people actually believed, including Frederick Douglass and including Lysander Spooner and other people. Some people believed that the constitution should on its own be considered to outlaw slavery. Like, so this was in an active open legal debate at the time huh. of secession. So I don't know. I just thought that was so interesting. And, and I think you it know gets what, what at, was it about the constitution that they were citing? Um, like the preamble or something? I'd have to look exactly That's about okay, what it right, was, okay. but, but about, you know, he was big into like natural rights and stuff. Mm -hmm. Lysander Spooner. But, um, I mean, he wrote an entire, like, long book about it. The Unconstitutionality of Slavery. Right. A book by American abolitionist Lysander Spooner, uh, arguing that the U.S. Constitution prohibited slavery. Uh, it was contrary to the view of William Lloyd Garrison, um, Sumner, like, th those people all mm. didn't like it. Um, didn't like his view. Point of view. Because, because they, they wanted something solid. They wanted its own, their own amendment, mm -hmm. specifically. Yeah, so That's they well, and they went with original intent because clearly the founders didn't believe that the Constitution outlawed slavery on its own. But he was an original textualist, um, 
I don't know. It doesn't get into like the detailed legal arguments, but um, Frederick Douglass changed his view on it. Um, but basically, you know, it, it's a it was a debate even at that point in time whether or not the Constitution outlawed slavery, and obviously, some pretty smart people thought that it did. Yeah, I, I get it, but but I, right, okay. But you know, in such an issue of chattel slavery, you would think that. With, you know, there being federalism around it, it would have to be, you know, notated uh, rather clearly, I would think. Well, right, but obviously there wouldn't have been a constitution or United States had the founders made it clear that they were outlawing slavery okay, so in they, the constitution. Okay, so it's encrypted in there. It's I guess. sneaky. I mean, but there are things that we do that with in the Constitution, right? Like, now people hold that separation of church and state means that there can't be state religions, like in Massachusetts, but at the time... But that's the, apocryphal, the con- right, you're right. At the time of the it Constitution... can't be a state-established religion. Well, yeah, that's but... The point. Well, a state of U.S. government established religion. Right. Congress can't, but individual states had state religions. Post? Yes, so, I mean, like, the people's interpretation of these things changes over time, obviously. And, like, some things we are okay with doing that with and some we aren't, right? But I mean, but, but isn't the... Obviously, the Constitution is written in the wake of uh, imperial rule through England. So I think it's fairly easy to see the grievances blatantly as they happened, right. you know, you know by, at the tip of a sword of a redcoat. Right. So, um, along those lines, and that's interesting, and I'd like to delve more into that. I, unfortunately, my normal 60 IQ is 11 now. Uh, along I'm those sorry, lines, I'll read into it more because... Well, but along those lines, I want to talk about uh, as well, like we talk about there's a their own um, national anthem, and mm-hmm. really what a, what a disservice that is, totally. It's really, to, to my mind, it's really a... A, a call to not strive to to eschew the values of many generations of Americans. Well, right, and it's also insulting because, like you say, it's telling you that the original national national anthem is not for you. Right, that you're written out of the American dream by nature, which is this 1619 project garbage that they push. That that you know that the Constitution doesn't work for you. You get your own national anthem, your own flag, your own Independence Day, your own everything, because this one's like for just for white people, which which is why I think this argument's so interesting. Like, because certainly, even if it's not strictly, wasn't the legal conclusion that people came to at the time, it's certainly true that the ideas behind the Constitution and the Enlightenment and the idea of the natural rights of man are ideas that led to globally slavery not being a thing that people are into absolutely. anymore. Absolutely. And and not only that, but I think it's so negative because it encourages perennial grievance mm-hmm. and even um, makes it noble. When really anyone born today in the United States of America right. is living one of the best lives possible in all of human existence. Right, which brings me to these two principals in Worcester who wrapped the uh, status of school 
being open. Snoop, 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 Snoop. Go students, it's a snow day. We're gonna read today, it's a snow day. You better do a summary, it's a snow day. And you know we don't have no school, cause it's a snow day. Read about bugs, maybe even trucks and stuff. Get your knowledge up on Black History Month. Do your STEM, because that's what we love. And you know we can never ever get enough. <laughs> don't act like you don't know where we be all the time. We're on the couch reading. Oh. They're not done. Oh, yeah. I think they're over, but no. Yeah. I think, I think it's got no, they're done. They're not done. I don't know what you heard about me, but it's a snow day, as you can see. We've been trying to get y'all to read, and we will never ever STOP. I don't know what you heard about me. It's a snow day, as you can see. We've been trying to get y'all to read And we will never ever S-T-O-P That's right, that's what yeah. we do out here You know yes. what I'm saying? Get your read on people We in here Special shout out, what's the East Middle? I see y'all coming up to see me to get this video in I got y'all yeah, What's yeah, the yeah. East Middle in the house? Yes sir, shout out to North High, shout out to Union Hill Enjoy your snow day Get, get it Get it, okay so um, I didn't have a principal who sounded like an idiot growing up i had like a mm -hmm. really educated guy who was a salty guy but i mean these are educators right so I, i'm just as, i'm hoping that they can turn this crap on and off here's an interview with dr fan fan who's one of these rappers i am dr sam fan fan i'm originally from south florida um i went to becker college um from becker college i went to american international college and then i got my doctorate at uh endicott college It's been beautiful. Um, I really think North is a hidden gem. Um, as a principal that's been in the district for over eight years, I've worked at other schools and I've been to North, but only to the library. I do like this version of Dr. Fan Fan a lot more than the rapping I mean, version. yeah. I mean, just, just don't do the dumb thing, especially when the schools suck. Well, yeah, because that's ultimately the point is that if... Let's see where we are here. Uh, the 2022-2023 MCAS data for the Worcester Public Schools indicated the following. For grades 3 through 8, the percentage of students who met or exceeded expectations were 27% for English, 28% uh, sorry, that was 28% the previous year, so it went down, 24% for math, and 25% uh, in science. Uh, for grade 10, the percentage of students who met or exceeded expectations were 36% in English, uh, 26% for math and 22% for science. So they dropped during COVID and they've stayed down ever since. And, you know, I think that's what gets to me most about it because people are like, oh, they're just trying to be cute and really to their students. I wouldn't really care if they spent their time rapping, you know, dated millennial pop rap if their students were succeeding. But it's like, if you weren't doing your job and if your like ratings were in the toilet or if like my job, if the company was like going bankrupt and we weren't selling anything and like then I submitted my rap about stuff, like my boss would be mad at me. Like if I was spending my time doing that. Of course. Of course. Because you have to like do the job and be successful first. People don't want your goofy stuff when you're when you're not doing your job and they're not educating students that's the problem i mean forget the fact also 
I don't think a song whose real lyrics are I'm a mother effing P-I-M-P is like a great yeah. song to adapt for your parody song for the elementary school kids. Just a thought. But, you know, it's also not like young people's music anymore, which like they're probably my age too, which is why they're using those songs. But by the way, um, these are black guys. These guys are fairly young. Maybe the great principles, maybe not. I don't know. But I also um, wouldn't want white principals in crappy schools, you know, doing it to Green Day well, or Blink-182. Yeah, no, it's inappropriate. You need to get your bleep together and, like, teach the kids stuff. And, You're and failing I, at your job. Yes. You're eating up school principals in Massachusetts. I mean, make over $100,000 a year. Oh, Safe to say. Jesus. So, yes. Um. So, you know, these people have jobs that are pretty big, but it's, you know, people in your comments were saying that this was offensive, that you tweeted this. There's no kids there to teach. It's a snow day. It's not like they abandoned the students to make this fun 90 second rap about encouraging kids to read in a way they can connect to. I don't know what you're so upset about. This is just fun. I like it. Fun. Uh... Uh, yeah. Zay. Actually, we had our our principal in Winchester High when I graduated had come over from Brookline. Mm-hmm. His name was Dave Ritchie, and he was a big. He had an assembly where he played the guitar for everybody. Really, I condemn that too now in retrospect. Oh, Winchester High was probably all. This person says, "God forbid me. they talk about reading and learning in a way that isn't comfortable for you." Yeah, that's the problem. No, the problem is that they're not teaching kids to read or learn anything. That's the problem. Perhaps they're trying to connect with their kids in a way that they think will work. First of all, also, not their kids, by the way. It took them a minute and 30 seconds. You're just mad because you're a dumb hillbilly. (laughs) I may be dumb, but I can read. Yeah, you can read. And it's just fascinating that they're like mad at you and not mad at the Worcester Public Schools for only having a quarter of their students proficient at grade level. Right. Like, shouldn't they be mad at the people making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year who are blowing taxpayer money by the millions and are not teaching kids anything? Well, like, also, shouldn't, shouldn't you reserve some so- of your anger for that? Can I just say something, Ellis? Both in my house, where I was a bad student, and I had a brother who was sometimes a good student, but it was the family pretty much made sure that both of us, mouth breathers as we were, hillbillies, could read and have basic communication skills, the um, the ability to have a civil discourse and fool people into thinking we were smarter than we were. Right. And um, I think, hold on, mm-hmm. I think it's the same with your house. You're actually right. a family full of readers, etc. Although we weren't bad students. Because you were right. But, but the idea is to aspire and to... Um, and to um, take on the attributes or have the ability to take on the attributes of those people in polite society. Right. Now, I like 50 Cent just fine. So but, Connecticut. But, you know, to aspire to have kids be more like the hip-hop urban community is not good. Right. Do better. These kids have... Well, yeah, Mark in kids, the chat says, we have, don't have no school, say the school principal. Right, exactly. Like, these kids have 
human normal brains, some of them have the potential to be brilliant. Some of them probably are brilliant, but you have to show them how to be, show them how to think, show them how to act and talk. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they are doing that. Maybe they are. I get the feeling they aren't. I, I don't know a whole lot about Worcester. I I have seen the I have seen the product of Dorchester Public Schools for both white kids and black kids, and it's not great. Well, and the other thing is too. It's interesting. Like I say, like I don't know why these people are mad at you when they should be mad at the Worcester Public Schools for wasting all their money and you know essentially ruining the lives of a lot of these kids. Like, you could be their yeah. only ticket out of this, and instead you're being an idiot on social media. But whatever. The implication, though, in the tweets of people saying, like, they're trying to connect with the kids and get them to read. What an insult to the students yeah. of the Worcester Public Schools. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They don't know how to read. It must be because we're not connecting with them. Quick, let's make up a rap so that then they'll read. Talk to them in idiot East. They'll get that. <laughs> I mean, that's like the most insulting racist thing I've ever heard. They won't read on their own. You have to rap at them like 50 cent. Like, excuse me? Is that? Yeah. A, are you allowed to say that? I'm the one who thinks that, by the way, we know how to teach students to read. All this stuff about like different learning methods and like blah, blah, blah. It's all made up. We know how to teach kids to read. Right. There are proven methods of phonics that teach kids to read and that you can teach any kid to read severe disabilities ex- well, accepted it also th- but there's but we know how to teach kids to read we have methods to do it there is absolutely zero excuse for a school system not to be able to teach kids to read well it is and, and also i have heard you know the columnist for the wall street journal jason riley who's a mm-hmm. brilliant man and a black person has talked about you know in the black community him receiving pushback because he was so articulate he wasn't speaking the street language Mm-hmm. And that's like that's why these principles cut that crap out. Make right. normalize speaking eloquently. Normalize it. Have everybody have the ability to do it, and to not throw on your fifty cent stuff like uh, willy nilly. No, I realize that a lot of the like urban stuff is also like uh, an affectation, and most people can snap right into you know speaking you know uh, more impeccably, but normalize impressing people do it mm-hmm. i'm serious yeah it's- why are you teaching kids to put on an affectation of p- 
people who rap about being pimps and right. like capping people. Right. I mean, like what? Right. Why and, are and, you? Why are you teaching kids that that's like the culture to aspire to? I I yes I, I agree, and the same goes for by the way. Like country stars who have to say ain't and I ain't got a new truck, but down the fishing hole, we know, you know, whatever. That's not great either. I understand. I mean, the, the artists like to, whatever. But for students, for students, let them know that here we speak in a way that's going to get you places, win friends and influence people. And... You know, unless you're going to be uh, with a crew of a rapper or a rapper, then maybe we should clean it up a little bit. Well, right, and I think you that... used to have Bill Cosby say this stuff, but he can't anymore. Right. Um, that brings me to Fanny Willis. This is a like I don't know if you watched this video from Rachel Maddow. Did you watch it? No. This is actually a really good service Rachel Maddow did. She doesn't have the right like noble intentions, but she does this this wrap up of what's happening on the developments with Fannie Willis, who is the person, of course, using taxpayer money to pay her lover to take vacations with her and so you can lavish, mm -hmm. et cetera. And Rachel Maddow is like, this is, this is a problem for us. That said, there was a hearing today on these allegations, and the judge in this case in Georgia said that these allegations against District Attorney Willis could results in Willis being disqualified from the case. And as such, he said he definitely wants to hear evidence on these allegations on Thursday of this week. So it all makes for a very, very busy week in terms of the legal part of our political news now. Um, but it also puts District Attorney Fonnie Willis in quite a spot. I mean, regardless of what you or anybody else might think about Willis's personal relationship with this prosecutor and whether she did anything legally wrong here, the only person whose opinion really matters on that right now is the judge. And today in court, he did make clear, he did say explicitly that he thinks she might be disqualified from this case because of these allegations. Now, the key dynamic at work around this is that if Fonnie Willis is disqualified, fairly or unfairly, her whole office, the whole district attorney's office is disqualified from working on that case which would mean, in all likelihood, that whole case would go away. Which is not what Rachel uh -oh. wants to see happen. <laughs> Let me continue with her. And that is why Georgia State University law professor Clark Cunningham argued in the New York Times last month that the best thing Fonnie Willis could do to protect her case against Trump and his RICO defendants in Georgia would be for her to take a leave of absence. For her to take a personal leave of absence. Which, of course, she won't because... Because she doesn't care about any of this. She's a selfish She bee. wants to be a star. Mm -hmm. Exactly. From the district attorney's office to turn over the case to a deputy district attorney, that would end these proceedings against her, effectively, and it would leave her office in charge of the case, and the case could still go forward. We contacted Professor Cunningham about this today, these new developments. He told us, quote, this action, meaning a personal leave by District Attorney Willis, should be looked at strategically as the best option she has to make this enormously distracting controversy go away and to put the case back on track, still in the control of the Fulton County DA's office. If Judge McAfee grants any of the motions to disqualify Willis at the hearing Thursday this week, then her option to take leave probably disappears at that point. Uh, how exciting is this? Uh-oh. Because 
Yeah, and and that with that goes like forty one indictments. Like that's a huge number of the Trump indictments around him. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to happen. I think that it's going to go away. They're going to find that she was unethical. It's trumped up. Obviously, the Alvin Bragg stuff goes away. Uh, I think the document stuff, sure as f, better go away. Doesn't Trump have? How does he end up with these enemies though? What psychos? They are all doing it to themselves. Yes. Like Biden is working on blowing up the documents case. Fannie Willis is blowing up her own case. Like, I don't think the insurrection case or the Alvin Bragg case were ever a strong case on their own to start with. Like, there's just not enough here. And in the only places where you maybe had a shot, like the document stuff, they're shooting themselves in the foot constantly. Oh, totally. Totally. And it's going to all it's all going to come down. By the way, one of the people who has been like a very good reporter about digging in to the um, Hunter Biden stuff. All those problems in Joe Biden's document stuff is Catherine Herridge, who was whacked, fired from CBS, who um was really she was, came from Fox. And when was C- she fired? Today. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Oh, mine's a little yeah. dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact. That's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons- uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China and Iran. And that's what. Uh- yeah, that's what the, you know, the some of the people in right are saying, oh, because she said the Black Swan event. But no, she was going after Hunter Biden. And she was right. relentless, and she was critical of this administration. Right. Now, in the meantime, did you see that that chick that was one of the big, like, Hunter Biden laptop hoax pushers oh, yes. uh, got made a correspondent at CNN? Yes, yes. What's her name? Natasha Bertrand? Right, right, right. She's, like, one of the worst. So she's, they've had, CNN has had to turn off the comments on their tweet That's congratulating great. her for getting her new gig as a contributor instead of just, like, a reporter or whatever she was. I don't know. But, um... Or she was now a correspondent. She's like the Pentagon right. correspondent, I guess. But um, yeah, that's it's not a great sign about your organization, your like news and truth organization that you have to turn off the comments all the time because the things people say to you are too upsetting for yes. your little fragile ears. But, you know, it's they're a bunch of shills. That's what it is. Can I ask you about a lifestyle um, story that I have? Mm-hmm. In the Super Bowl, you may have remembered, in the Super Bowl, a couple of weird things happened during Usher's uh, halftime show, which is just great. It was a great halftime show. My God, I, man, a bunch of talented people. Um, uh, one, some guy seemed to fly through the air to his death at one point. I uh, missed that. But some woman who was... Uh, I thought Alicia Keys was good. Uh, what is she... I don't know, I'm told she wasn't. But a woman who's roller skating also took a digger, took a header, and this is her talking. It's me. I am the roller skater who fell off the stage during Usher's halftime show. Um, I've been seeing all your guys' memes, and I just figured it was time to come on here and tell you guys that I did survive. Thank you very much. I am alive. 
not well, but alive. And I just got like a cast on her arm and a shiner. Backstory, because why not? If anything, this is a cautionary tale not to lie on your resume. As an actor and commercial dancer, I use casting sites to advertise my services. And on this particular casting site, you were able to like click all of your talents and special skills. Now, I've always been told by my agents and managers, just click everything because you can always figure it out later. For most things like a commercial, for instance, you'll have at least two weeks. So if you lied and said that you were advanced at surfing, for instance, you could just surf every single day until like basically you could fake it for the commercial shoot. And don't come for me because like for 20K, you would do the exact same thing. Uh, yeah. I had completely forgotten that like three years ago when I filled out the profile, I had said that I was advanced at roller skating. And unfortunately for this job, there was just not enough time between when I learned I had to roller skate and when I was on stage roller skating. So that's the point, like what you just said. Obviously, you you are pro-lying on resume. Everybody lies on all their stuff. I mean, I don't, obviously. I knew a kid. But you're was- out there competing with all the people who lie, just FYI. And they all then, they're first of all, they're dumber than you. Right. And they lie, and they go out there, and they get the job, and they learn to do it while they're there, and they're just fine. And meanwhile, you don't have the job, so... I'm just telling you, I would never advocate, obviously, that anybody lie on their resume, and I certainly do not. However, that's the truth of what actually happens to yeah. the people who don't versus the people who do. Yeah, I know I know a kid who, who you've met. We met years ago, speaking of Dorchester, mm-hmm. um, who got a great executive assistant job um, in the back bay of Boston by um lying about everything he said that he was good at powerpoint that he was good at excel he had no idea how to do anything but he came from a place where you know if you're kind of a street grifter you just you just lie mm-hmm. and there's no and and he got the job and somehow total... had the street smarts to keep the job it was great it but was... there's total like just incompetence at every level in so many jobs and you know all these people have on their resumes that they're advanced at stuff i had a boss who was a regional manager of a clothing company one time who i'm sure her resume like if i went and looked her up on linkedin right now would say she's great at excel and she didn't know how to make the squares add up like she thought it was just squares right like she did the schedule on there and then manually with a calculator calculated everybody's hours and typed it in that's crazy. And I was like, you know that you don't have to do that, right? Like, <laughs> it does. Do, it does do other things besides B squares, right? <laughs> I mean, like you can't. But what I mean, there's just no. There's so many stupid people out there who have jobs doing stuff like, and you're competing with them, and all the person deciding to give you the job has is the two resumes in front of them. Yeah. So, like, I mean. I don't know. It's your life. That's all I'm saying. It, well, and also, like, if ever you hold politicians in esteem, because, you know, sometimes they have handlers and uh, they drive in convoys or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is Senate candidate Rep. Barbara Lee. By the way, tonight, my guy, my guy, um, um, George Santos, the seat. We see who wins. Oh, nice. He's the Republican is an Ethiopian Jewish guy, apparently, who's like a little Trumpy. So we'll see. Hmm. Uh, this is Senate candidate Barbara Lee. Rep. Barbara Lee is, and she's got a solution to inflation and high prices. Let's listen. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. 
First, let me say I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs. Benefits, Were they $50 retirement benefits? I, I tend to doubt it. Benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that... Uh, oh, one of his people he's running, she's running against is um, Adam Schiff. Oh. I endorse this woman. Very recently, 107, 27... This is a black woman... Adam Schiff is sitting there grinning. I guarantee he doesn't say a damn thing. $7,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, $104,000 for a family of one. Barely enough to get by low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national... Uh, the affordability crisis. Will that be helped or hurt when everybody makes uh, 80 grand When everybody a year? flipping burgers yes. makes 100 grand. Uh, yeah. That, that's First of all, uh, your work will have to raise your salary if that comes to pass. Um but, I'll ask the new CEO, <laughs> Alice. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a fan. So, hint, um, hint. but anyway, I it, the idea that people can have lived through the same last four years that the rest of us lived through and think that the solution to inflation is to make sure people have more money is so hilarious to me. Like I can't get over it. It's like, have you been had a different movie on this whole time? Yeah. Like what? No. Did you? Well, you know that said though. I, I, let me tell you what. I don't hate her. Um, I don't hate her strategy. Because you know you're gonna have all these fifteen dollar workers saying, "Oh my god, we're gonna make fifty bucks an hour. This is awesome." Right. It's also like it's it would never happen. Can't ever happen. But I like the idea. Like I, I don't. Do you, do you know my brother Jim ran for class president in uh, Winchester High School? And he promised to have. Coke and all the vending machines and uh, is that what he did? No, I'm just guessing no, because no, no. that's what everybody's like. We're gonna have recess yeah, all I day. What he did. And like, I, or, I don't know, but, like but things he, you can't do. He and his friend Keith actually, um, like overnight climbed the top of the high school and next to the Sachem face that was on there, they wrote "Vote for Jim Shattuck" like with a thought bubble, mm -hmm. and did some other uh, guerrilla marketing. We know it was not stuff, but I always said, "Who won?" He, like, barely lost. To who? Kristen Kupchin, I think, oh. beat him. I always said, but everybody liked Jimmy, so so I thought that, I mean, he had a good chance. But I always said, or I meant to say, or I thought, or I retro retroactively put this in, but I thought I was telling him at the time that he should promise everybody a free cruise. Mm. If you vote for me, we'll go on a class, Winchester High School, by the way, a good third of the kids would have drowned drunk in the water. <laughs> but we should he just promise them we a free... We had a class cruise. Okay. You were not going to misbehave. You were in bed by 7.15 every <laughs> night. But but uh, but I said, my idea was just to promise them all a free cruise. And then when he, they said, no, you can't because it's a lie. And I was like, well, who cares? Politicians lie. Your job is to win. Just right. win. Free cruise. Oh, yeah. Free cruise isn't happening. There's no like... Articles of impeachment for the class president of Winchester High. <laughs> I don't think. Maybe there are. Um, let's see. Do we have anything else? Uh, we got the Mayorkas. There's no chat chat messages. 
Uh, yes, there are. I thought there, there are. Were. I thought there were. I don't think so, bro. Unless there's lots. Did you of... refresh the page? I think there's oh. three. Oh no, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I look. It's funny. I had because of the all you can eat pod, which is a new one out today. I had done a search for uh, Cheswick. So I apologize. Yes, there are some. Ready? Right. Here we go. Yeah. BB. Mm-hmm. JAS. Just another Steve. Oh, white lines. Hey guys, just another Steve here. Hey Steve. Tom, yep. you and I are about the same age. Okay. I actually hit the big five zero later this year. All right, man. Now I grew up in a very small town in Pennsylvania. We didn't even have a traffic light. <laughs> but we did have two stop signs. Yeah. And one of my earliest memories, I don't know, I was probably about three or four years old, bouncing around in the very back of our family's 1973 Volkswagen Squareback. Of course. Right on top of the engine. Yep. Uh, if you remember, the Volkswagen engine used to be in the back of the car. I remember. There were certainly- for the for my brother's, um, with his um, bug, it was in the back, and you could just, the front was just storage, and in the back, you could take it out. People used to take their engines out. No seatbelts back there. No. Because that area was meant for cargo, yeah. not children. And my dad cruised through one of those stop signs. Yes. Saying to my mom, the ones with the white line around them are optional. Oh. See? Needless to say, I was a bit surprised that you had not heard this until 1989. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're not the hip cat you. you think you are, Daddy-o. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that line has been done. Thank you. You know what's funny is that my dad used to actually say Daddy-o and mean it. It was, it was <laughs> like something that. from the 50s. Um I guess you're right. I guess you're right. No, but but we didn't have that in Winchester. It was a very it was a very peaceful, law abiding town for the most part. For the most part, not always. Ooh, so that's edgy. A, the ones with the white borders are optional. It took a Ooh. bad boy from Woburn <laughs> to show me. He was, but he he was flying through the flats of Winchester. I think I may have been in the back of his pickup truck. It's back when not only were not seatbelts, but everybody just go in the back of the truck so you could drink beer. There. Give me 1989 again. My God. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steve. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess I'm wrong. I'm learning things, you know. I'm putting the work in. We're all just here learning together, honey. It's okay. Nikki campaign. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, I forget. There's another one from Justin down here. That Tom. Yes. I want to thank you for not being on the show. My 600 pound life. Yeah. Well, they didn't quite ask. Quite an accomplishment. Thanks I would for not being on that show because if you're on that show, it is quite embarrassing for you. Yeah. Quite embarrassing. Oh. I like when the doctor like berates them. You and I used to watch that a little bit, right? Yeah, we did on occasion. Because you have not like, lost the weight all you they need have to, to watch, do is like lose a little to... bit of weight yeah. in order to get the surgery. And like it's really sad actually. Yes, it is. Because they like I mean, that's the people that need Ozempic, honestly. Because oh, yeah, yeah. they like know that they're dying and they know they need this surgery and like they all you have to do to do it is like eat a certain way for like a few months and they just like can't not do it right i'm not sure if you've seen the show yeah yeah i'm i'm i don't know if alice has seen it either yeah but <sighs> it's pretty much these people who are pretty much um bedridden pretty much yeah are, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a bad it's, it's bad, bad. we we put in a little time with that we put in a little time with toddlers and tiaras just like yeah. when we had time to watch train wrecks on tv but it like we we just don't have time to invest in stuff like that. Yeah, I do I miss like, really. having time for that. But like, uh, yeah, you, yeah, we're not bringing our best when it comes to time management. It's fair to say. Uh, Steve from Merrimack. Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Um, I got no problem with Faith Moore. Mm-hmm. She seems like a very lovely person, and I think she is providing a valuable service. But it's taken me a couple days to 
for this to marinate. Yes. A 50-year-old man who says, Oh, I love it when you read to me. (laughs) Tom, just put on the diaper and head up to that place in New Hampshire already. Jesus. Oh, that is kind of a rough look now that I think about it. <laughs> She's seeing me, like, fat guy with a beard, like, saying, You're, You're soothing voice. <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Damn, Steve. Yeah, that is a good point. Although I do like it when Alice reads to me. It's true. How am I 50, by the way? What BS is this? You're 51. I'm 51, I know. That's ridiculous. I am not. And I'm 37. Am I the oldest girl you've been with now? Except for the first one, who was 49, who is now deceased. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, you are by far. But you look great. You look great. You look better than the the ex before you, who was just 31, I think, or 32. Wow. Shut up. Thank wow. You. Yeah. No kidding. Thank what a you. compliment. <laughs> Everyone loves to be told you look better than the ex before you. She was attractive. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, wow. You don't think so? <laughs> I mean, I think Wow. Caddy <laughs> bitch. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, you can find if you want to be in our live chat and live stream. That's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also listen ad free there and get extra content each week. If you want to just listen for free, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Say la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.